On this edition of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, we have Jason Abbott, former motorcycle media representative for Honda, now working for Can-Am. And maybe Can-Am has something coming in the near future. You never know. But we talk about lots of things, especially Rooster Endo, which is everybody's favorite segment. And at least we're in unison on this one. You're going to have to listen to the show. It's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, boys and girls. That means it's Tuesday. Coming at you live from Valley of the Dirt People. My name is Jimmy Lewis. I am the host of this show. We're stacking shows today. So this is episode number 174. No, 73. Wait, what did we just do then? Well, that one's going to be whatever episode number one we ever re. Oh, so we're going to so. redo episode 173, even though I called that one 173. Okay. I wasn't informed. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm trying to figure out what the hell we're doing today. Right. Well, you know, it's 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 called reaction. Oh, yeah. A lot you, of reacting. You, you have to anticipate. Anticipate what's going to happen. Yes. And then when you feel it, you react to it. So doubling up on shows. Uh, stoked that everybody is here with us again tonight. This is the show where we talk about how to get your t-shirt that never gets sent to you. And it's going to be what we like to call chat question roulette. But we have something even better tonight. You can you can basically call in on the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline through a Zoom link that we're posting up in the chat right now. So we are going to get this in the chat and then we'll throw it up there multiple times. So if you have it's a question. It's also in the title if anyone would like to uh, click there. Oh, in the title. It's in the title as well. The title of YouTube's or the title of Facebook's? Both. Both. Okay. Wherever so, we're broadcasting, it has the same title. Okay. So there's all different ways that you can get a hold of us, get in touch with us, come on the show. Matt will screen you, allegedly. This is a little bit of a beta test to a certain extent. And, uh, but this show would not be possible without the help with a lot of our sponsors, but our sponsors, like mainly me, the, I'm the main sponsor. I would like you to subscribe, get a subscribe, have your, have your cat subscribe, your pet monkey. I want your, you subscribe, subscribe all your children and just want to get subscribers now. Cause I heard that's the thing to do at the moment. It's probably a thing to do before, but I just don't get into the subscription thing. And it's free. What else can... I mean, you're getting what you pay for here. So, mm-hmm. again, welcome to the show. Uh, Jesse G. Yes, double feature. This is right. We did have a question that I'm going to get to that was answered at the end of our last show that we literally almost just finished up. We took a little lunch break, as it were. And, uh, and we have a special guest tonight as well, which is going to be really cool. Uh, somebody from the moto media industry, he can probably talk shit on me. So, or every other journalist, which would be more, I'd like that better. A couple other things that are coming up. So yeah, Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb. I'm going to talk about some Climb stuff on my uh, product of the week. DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts. I could talk about some Seat Concepts stuff too. Bulletproof Designs and Double Take Mirrors. These companies support the sport. They support us and they make really good products or I wouldn't be mentioning their name. So if you're in the need of a motorcycle, any kind of thing for your dual sport bike, especially a KTM Husky gas gas emissions compliant bike, goggles, motorcycle gear, 
chains and sprockets, computers and kickstands, handlebars or foot pegs, seats, protection equipment, including foot pegs, or mirrors for your motorcycle. These companies have you handled. You can watch their commercials. Their logos flash up on the screen behind me, but that's why I say them because this is a podcast as well as a video thing because I don't like to look at myself either. So I just listen and uh, support us through our Rocky Mountain and Amazon links on the website. That's www.dirtbiketest.com. And you can also go to jimmylewisoffroad.com where I run my off-road riding schools. We have some classes scheduled. We have openings in our classes right now. Registrations are going a little bit slow. I don't know what's up with the economy. Everybody's busy doing things. They think it's cold out here, too cold to ride. But riding and training temperatures are about perfect. A little chilly in the morning, right? It's great for sand tracks. Great for sand. Yeah, you can rip sand track motos all day long and not get too hot and sweaty. Uh, some things coming up this weekend, Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. Allegedly, I am going to get inducted into the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame amongst about probably about 50 other like really fast legends of the sport, like lots of fast motorcycle riders. This is taking place in Las Vegas at Gene Woods Racing Experience, and they rent the hallway above. And so if you want to go hang out with uh, a lot of people that are faster than me, although I'll tell you that I was the fastest, pretty sure just ask you can go to it's free it's free to get in um they actually do do some charity work they try to get it's called the hot shoe hall of fame and they actually get shoes for people in need so gene does an awesome job and man i had fun ripping around at his electric drift track the carts aren't very fast that's because they're spinning the whole time (laughs) and it took a lot of control to keep that thing on the track. So pretty stoked, had a great time there. So uh, yeah, do that. Check that out. Um, There's also going to be a new better rider episode up pretty soon, right? A couple of them. A couple of them. We get deep into the weeds on the fad. Everybody thinks it's a new fad of standing up, going around turns, which is like, Standard adventure bike technique, but now all of a sudden, since some of the motocross guys are doing it and making it work, everybody thinks mm. they need to do it, but they don't even know why they're doing it. We break it down. Yeah. Tell you how that works. Same thing with uh, if you should grip with your knees or not, too. We have gripping. Oh, that's a gripping episode. Yeah. yeah. It's all about gripping. And uh, we just had uh, Lendon Smith of Seat Concepts on our mystery episode. He has a thing called Old Guys Moto Fit- Fitness on uh, Facebook. Just started a Facebook group. Already has like 500 people on it. If you're an old guy and you're into fitness and specifically moto fitness, I think there's going to be some good discussions on this group. And I was really excited when I saw it. I don't know how I got tagged. I don't feel like an old guy and I, I'm not very fit. So I don't know how I fit in that group, but I did. And uh, so all good. Another cool thing that's out by the way, if you're not using Rally Navigator 2 when you're making your rallies or planning your rides, anything like this, um, you should. So new Rally Navigator 2 desktop software. Go to rallynavigator.com to check it out. Mike Shirley would uh, love that. And uh, tell him Jimmy Lewis sent you. And maybe he'll give you a sticker. <laughs> so that's all my stuff. But the question was, Moose versus Tubeless. And it's just up on the... Uh, on the feed there 
if we scrolled up just a little bit higher, Dave Lerner says moose versus tubeless. So um, two completely different things. So moose is a foam insert that goes inside your tire and it doesn't need any, it doesn't need anything. You lube it up, put it in there and run it. And you're not going to get flats. Uh, if you're really extreme use, you can wear the moose out or get it to burn up or whatever. But it takes a little while. Generally, you know, you get two tire lives, three tire lives, depending on how you're using it out of a moose. And a tubeless system uh, is a high builds a high pressure chamber inside of the tire with a very small tube that seals up the spoke nipples. And so it's still an air-based system. It's very, very, very similar to having a tube in there, but it allows you to run quite low pressure if you wanted to, because you're not going to pinch the tube. But if you still get a, a flat, like if a, if a nail goes through your tire or a thorn goes through your tire, it will still get a flat and leak. Of course, if you're putting some slime or different things like on the use on the mountain bike, some stands or something like that, it will it can seal back up. But if you get a slash in it, it's going to go. But it still acts like air. It's still a pneumatic type of system. So that's the that's what the two different things are. I don't know what specifically you're asking. I think uh, the for the racing activities and stuff, the. Uh, tubeless uh, tubeless system is eh, I don't think anybody's using it moose is very very popular with racers or people that just don't want any sort of failures um, the tubeless was kind of a, a thing for a while it's it's a little complicated I don't think it really does much and in that I don't really ever want to run that low a tire pressure and if I did I would actually get a really worn out moose and put it in there so uh, yeah, hopefully that answers the question. If you have a question, go ahead and throw it up in the chat. Give us a, a ring through our restream, um, through our Zoom link that we posted up there. And do we have a, is our guest online? Our guest is not online. Guest is not online. He said 8.15, so I got to give him about five minutes. He had to feed the children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I ran through that stuff pretty quick. Again, sponsors, Yamaha, Takamoto. Which is going to bring you Rooster Endo tonight, right? Yep. Just like usual. We have Rooster Endo. Rooster Endo are for sale. Yeah. The new, this is the new uh, segment. Right. Nobody bought the bike that I slid in there into the for sale thing last week. If you're looking for a badass KTM 525, you know where to you know where to go. Well, oh, I think they're trying to find Mike Hardwood instead. Rock Hardwood. Yeah. Rock Hardwood. Rock, yeah. Mike's his brother. Mm. Not as not as uh, not as solid of a guy as Rock Hardwood. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. So that guy, I I, bu I basically bought the bike off of him. So I'm trying to sell it because I knew how much it was worth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, good uh, good times out there. So Scott Sports, uh, light transitioning and uh, amplified lenses. They're amazing on those goggles. And somebody somebody says, why do Scott goggles cost? so much as i was asked this the other day and i'm like well hey they're made in america also they're made in utah and if you grab like another other goggles like especially lower price ones and you you flex them around a little bit move them around and then you grab a pair of scott goggles and move them around that's the materials that they use in the frame that are a little bit higher quality a little bit better 
that's what makes those goggles fit quite well. Mm-hmm. And and just like helmets, uh, goggles are a fit item, and it has lots to do with the foam. But if the frame is not the way it's supposed to be, uh, your goggles will never fit. So, just saying. Um, that's why they're a little bit more expensive. Uh, is there a squeaking noise someplace? Yeah. Do you have a dryer going? No. Maybe the house is falling off the. <laughs> well, if the show stand. goes off air uh, suddenly and unexpectedly, we, yeah, uh, we know so, what happens. Something's trying to blow up around here. And the uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, bring up on my on my list here. Oh, we also had uh, Andy from Dirt First Racing on our other show talking a little bit about electric bikes. I was kind of hoping he was going to get a little bit deeper into the weeds, and he wanted to too. But I guess we didn't do that. So I I, I was. I wanted to kind of really see where he was at. I mean, he's fascinated with electric bikes. I kind of wanted to mm-hmm. find out how deep we were going to get in there. So, yeah. Yeah. Although it, it was interesting that we key, we were comparing the free ride to like a 125 up to third gear and he's making those conversion it. kits for 85s essentially. Right. Well, it's, it, they're, they're, they're 85 size bikes, but I guess cause they're just racing them against 125s. Cause I think it would kind of, eh, I don't know if it'd blow a super mini. Super minis are fast. You know, the one Oh fives especially are pretty. Well, I thought you said it was in the super mini class. Yeah. But he had to, they had to run it in like a trail bike class that Mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, they had to run it in a class that was like kind of a non-trophy class. I mean, can you imagine like mini bike dads complaining? Like that's like a two fifty F. So that's all, that's all you need it. Right. Right. Hey, Seat Concepts, made since 2009. They are handmade seat products that are made in the USA. Also, they have uh, styles available in a variety of options, low to tall heights, narrow to wide profiles, proprietary foam that is adjusted for each customer based on riding style, weight, and firmness preference. I saw how they poured this stuff into the molds and mixed it and stuff. Crazy. Like, you never think that there was that much going into a seat. Designed and built from long haul, designed and built for long haul adventure rides or weekends at the track. Ride with the world of seat concepts. So, if you need a seat, uh, trust me, that's uh, one of the best places to go. There's a lot of good seats out there, but they make some of the best. So, still on hold, right? Yeah, we're still waiting <laughs> for uh, for our special guest. Does anybody want? So Mark Daniels doesn't want to know about his T-shirt. I was going to get it. I don't. I forgot even what T-shirt I'm supposed to be. Did he win the other Ricky Brabeck signed T-shirt? I'm pretty sure. DB T-shirt. I'm pretty sure. Right. And somehow you got me that address. Yes, I wrote it on a sheet of paper. I'm pretty sure. And I put it on that sheet on that because it went to Oxnard. I'm almost positive I sent it because I don't. I looked around. I just didn't see the shirt. Mm. So maybe his postman has a Ricky Brabeck signed dirt bike test shirt. I'm not really sure. So if you have, and we don't have any questions following in, do we? Nobody has any motorcycle questions at all. All 6,000 people that are watching this show right now. Everybody's everybody's got a perfectly set up bike. They don't want to know why to slide the forks up and down in the tubes. Mm-hmm. They don't want to know what the high speed compression adjuster does. They don't want to know how that big giant magnet that replaces your oil filter works. Inside of an engine, from Takamoto. Right, I've been I've actually been doing some pretty interesting testing with that. Yeah, yeah. What have you What have you found with that when you compare it to like a traditional paper filter? And while you explain that, I'm gonna go see what the hell that squeaky noise is. Yeah, find out what's going on. I think it might be a ceiling fan that you can 
turn off or something before it flies off the rails. <laughs> One of my cats riding the ceiling fan could be. So what this is, is it's a, it's a, it's something they use on heavy equipment and it's a big, strong magnet that basically replaces the oil filter. So the oil filter cavity is still filled with oil, but there's no medium inside there. There's just a big magnet that is supposed to get all the pieces out. And so my question was, well, and it's kind of designed for long maintenance intervals. So in other words, so you don't have to change it, which I, I typically get to, I change my filter every other oil change for the most part. And I've never had any like mechanical failures based on this. I pull the filter out and I can look at it. And that's always my sign of health for the engine. But I'm thinking the, the, it's going to let, it's going to grab any metallic stuff, but it's going to allow a lot of the aluminum to go through. And so I put it in a bike that had a long time ago, had a cam issue. It, it actually ground some stuff off the cam or the, one of the, one of the, the heat treated surfaces wasn't all a good, that good. So I put it in there to see if it would, would pull anything out and I pulled it out and it, it had like, I would call it the, what I kind of expected for debris. I wiped it onto a white rag. And, and so I'm kind of keeping track of this. Then I put it in another bike. I pulled it, cleaned it all off, put it in another bike. Then I re put it back in to another bike that had used oil. And so I'm just kind of seeing how much more stuff it pulls out. So doing a kind of a series of things like that to make it uh, work. What's with the weird hat? Well, it's a radiator shroud that's growing out of my head. Yep. Uh, Dan, W5ZT <laughs> or, or, or my hat over here. This one, the one's like a bell. What's wrong with that one? <laughs> well, uh, I think our, we just got a, a special guest on the line here. Okay, good. We'll bring it, bring them on the, the special guest tonight live from where we're someplace in Idaho, the backwoods of Idaho. Do we, does he have noise? He's I think in, he's muted right now. He's figuring it out. Can you unmute him? He's pushing buttons. This is how it works. Frantically, technical issues on the other end. This is always good, Matt. Oh, my my thing's all yeah. Right now, now I just accidentally muted him. There okay, we go. we're back. So, Jason Abbott. It looks cold there. You notice he's double, triple layered up. Yeah. There we go. He should be unmuted right now. <laughs> Am I unmuted Here. now? We can yep. hear you. There we go. What's Sorry up, guys? Jason Abbott now with uh, Can Am, evidently. Yes, sir. Yep. yep. Yeah. Can Am uh, on road, uh, and we're uh, we're out here in Star Idaho. It's not quite backwoods like you call it. We're more of on the uh, on the su- southwest uh, west end. So southwest of Boise, that big valley that I remember. There was Boise, and then you drive a little bit ways, and there was a city, and then I think you drive a little bit more, and then there was Meridian, and now they're all, like, connected. Yeah, no, 100%. They're all connected all the way from from Boise to, to Meridian, all the way to Caldwell. So we're just – actually, we're 20 minutes northwest of, of downtown Boise in Star. So we're uh, right next to Eagle, sandwiched between Eagle and, and uh, Middleton. So um, – yeah, it's been good. I've been actually on been on the road for like the last eleven days. Uh, went down to Vegas for my kids' BMX race, 
Um, and then went to California for my, uh, uncle's celebration of life and just got home yesterday. So it's good to be back home for sure. California is crazy. So you don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't even tell you. I, I don't remember the traffic being that bad. Um, it's getting worse. I, I don't go, I go back as little as, as possible. I was just back there this weekend and I, when I go there, I, you know, um, Heather's house is in Costa Mesa and I literally get there and I don't, I try not to drive any place. I literally, if I have to drive, the only place I really have to drive is to like recycle aluminum cans or go to Walmart, I'm a Walmart, um, uh, Home Depot. <laughs> uh, these these are the things I do, and then and then other, and then I'm on a bicycle. I got I actually I just fixed up some old Schwinn Beach cruises that all rusted out, patinaed. I bought a new set of wheels, threw some tires on it. I got some Cherry Beach cruisers. So yeah, uh, that's what I'll be doing this summer, riding down to the wedge, doing a little body surfing, getting smacked. Oh, dude, um, that, that's so good, so good. Yeah. Uh, that's how I keep that's how I keep my uh, you know neck out of a line so I can go ride my motorcycle. That's what I need to tell Lyndon when we were talking about old moto deeds. I use my dirt bike as a chiropractor because mm. like you 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 get stretched and pulled in weird ways and then you come back all straight. At least I do. No, hundred percent. I do the same thing because. <laughs> I did. My back's all messed up. I've been having issues with it, but every time I ride, I feel better for a couple of days and then it gets worse. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah. the motor, the motorcycle rider problem. The worst thing I can do is be stagnant and not uh, go, not, not ride. I mean, just not do anything, but not riding is the worst, uh, the worst thing for me. So we are in, uh, we're going to do tonight, we're doing at least the first part of the show, we're going to do uh, question roulette. And so uh, either Matt or myself will read off the questions and then feel free to chime in and uh, let all of our donkeys here know what's up. Uh, and so just a little background on on Jason. Jason, uh, I knew from when you were the Honda uh, media uh, media slave, right? Slave, <laughs> but we actually we actually knew each other before then because I was at Cycle News as a test rider over there for years. So we've uh, we've done many of many of uh, you know media trips Intros together. Yes, yes. That's, I okay. Now I'm, I'm this is how, you know I hit my head a couple times, but I know I remember this. But you did you you were racing for a while, correct? Yeah, I grew up racing uh, in the SoCal scene um, from like 1990 all the way through um, the early 2000s. And then it, I just got hurt too many times and, you know, uh, hit the were, head too many you, times. <laughs> were you doing were you doing Grand Prix and stuff? Yeah, so that was kind of like my transition. So I was kind of going for the, the outdoors and the Supercross thing. And I did a couple of arena crosses and then I got hurt a bunch uh actually did some some ifma freestyle events um back uh -oh. in back in the day like <laughs> yeah hey whatever whatever paid the bills right like i, I was just like right. hey i want to ride my motorcycle um but yeah the the opportunity uh, back then i mean shoot to ride motorcycles with uh cycle news and test everything was really cool um so you were you were kit's guy yeah kit kit is the man like he if it wasn't for him i i don't know uh I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got the opp opportunities that I did. So, um, I'm grateful, uh, to, uh, to have worked with him for sure. 
Yeah. I think everybody in the moto industry, if you did a journalism, somehow had to pass through the, uh, the cycle uh, news filter back in the day. I mean, whether it was writing local stories or, you know, somehow being at the track at the right time to be able to ride one of the test bikes or something. So yeah, uh, cool thing. But yeah, we, we got to know each other pretty well. And that's, that's what probably made you a more uh, understanding media uh, representative because you, you had been the, the guy on the other side for a little while, the, I need this and give me that and help me with this guy. <laughs> no, hundred percent. And, and, and I think, uh, in all reality, that's why Honda hired me to be the off-road uh, media coordinator over there um, and to deal with all the uh, the dirt bike yahoos, right? Because I was <laughs> I was I was I was one of them, right? I still am, and 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 it is what it is. That's why you you, you never change, right? So, um, but no, they they hired me because I had relationships with all all of you guys, right? We traveled all over the place and gone to all the, all kind of cool intros from you know, 2004 up until 2000 and what, 15, 16, um, I was doing it with those guys. So, um, uh, yeah, so that, that got me the, the in at, at Honda and, and, you know, knowing the right people and, you know, Chris Johnham and, and those guys, uh, brought me in and yeah, it was great. You know, I, I, I think, uh, I was kind of a temporary fix, Right. And then I just ended up, you know, doing, doing an okay job at some of the stuff and, and, uh, that kept me around for a little while. Right. <laughs> the temporary freak. Yeah. Cause I think they, they sort of outsourced that job. Correct. Wouldn't, would that be, they, they, cause who, who was the guy? Was it, was Ray Conway the one before you was Ray in charge before you? Uh, so it was Ray and then, um, it was, so, uh, it was Jeff Tiger. So Jeff Tiger was, Okay. Um, yeah. So Ray was uh, way before him. So I dealt with Ray, like at the Oh nine, you know, press intro in Texas that we went to and all that. And, and those guys, right. but, um, yeah. And then I think it was what Savino and then, and then it went to, uh, Jeff tiger. And then, um, basically after tiger, they were looking for somebody to, to fill the spot. So, um, that's where, yeah, 2000, what, 2016, um, is when I jumped on over there. Yeah, it was a long, <laughs> a long time ago. I don't. It had to have been. It had to have been after 2016. No, I'm trying to think of what year it is now. I can't remember. It's all blur. Just a bunch of bunch of free motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of lot of a lot of uh, a lot of brand new dirt bikes that were delivered, and and a lot of worn out ones handed back in. Well, that, yeah, that was the fun part, right? Is seeing how they were going to be returned. Uh, <laughs> so they either came okay. back in, uh, in pieces or they came back filthy or they came back really, really, really good condition. Right. Okay. <laughs> was, out of, uh, yeah. Way, yeah. Way too good. Yeah. So out of all the, all, all the journalists, all the moto journalists that you can talk, no names <laughs> and how many, how many that you know of could rebuild the top end on a four stroke? Ah, man. I mean, there's a few of them. A few. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not, not many. No, like, and yeah, I mean, it, they're, oh, they're, they, they all, they all had a, they all had a buddy that could do it or they could take it someplace and get it done. But like, if you, if you sat us all down and said, I'd like to see the piston in your hand and then you have to put it back in and then the bike has to start. How many could I, 
I wanted to, I still, to this day, I would love to sit around. And, and if you can do that, then you get to get invited on the next intro. No, I, I think that's, I think that's hilarious. I mean, it, it would be, it would be a good, you know, like picking them out of the crowd. Right. But because um, it, not, you know, you know, that would, the good thing about that for me is like, then I, if we did that, I promise you, I would be the absolute fastest guy at the intro. I don't know anybody that's faster than me and any of those pip squirt kids they used to bring out that do all the flippy whip snappy things and off the jumps and over rev it and, and all the stuff. And they come back and then they sit there and they do the video and they go, yeah, it was like fast. You know that guy? Well, they, they, those guys are gone. They, right. they don't, they, they're, they're out because the, none of those guys, they, they have the mechanics and stuff. So this is why I always wanted to, to do this. I mean, I'll even do, you know, even two stroke top ends and those are pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, no, let's start with the two stroke first. And then, and then I think we got, I think we got yeah. most of them, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, they usually, um, they usually send it away to, uh, to, uh, you know, somebody to build, build their bike. Right. Um, that's usually yeah. the, the protocol or, or, or drop it back at door five roll of worked one in comes out brand new. It's like, okay, shootout time, brand new bike. Ah, oh, my buddy rode it for six months. Brand new bike. Yeah, we're just seeing how it works. Roll it back in. Brand new bike. It's like, how's that? How's the durability on that bike? Ah, oh, it's great. Never, I, I never even changed the oil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never did that. Did, did, did any of the publications I ever worked for ever return the bikes, <laughs> except when we were done with them? uh for the most well because that's the thing with with the motocross outlets you have ones that are more of like long term because there's going to be you know multiple deliver deliverables within the loan you know um right so but i mean yeah there was there's always uh the refreshers you know the people yeah. that, that want the refreshers every every so often and then there, there's the other ones that ride them all year and then that's that's the test right right so yeah, I mean, and it's, it's a, I mean, now, like you said, you're getting as the, as the manufacturer, like what your job is to get a lot of press coverage for that bike to get it out there. So they're going to put modification parts on it and stuff. But I, I was real adamant when we took that bike away from the introduction, if we took it from the introduction or however we got the bike delivered, like we are going to keep our hands on it and we we're going to treat it as if it was our own. We were going to change the oil. We are going to do the air filter and then see, you know, just check things maintenance wise. And, and I was even to the point where like, the the you know heading into the shootout all the bikes had roughly the same amount of time on it if we got one three months early we'd ride it for 10 hours and park it and then when we got that one the week before the shootout you know it it went out for three days at the track to get quote caught up with the other bikes and then and then in that time that's when you're working on the setup you know have a few different guys ride it see if there's any characteristics we're trying to get rid of or address so when we go to shootout we're familiar with the bike it's not just like I mean, I, it, and this is why, this is why I think that the age of the shootout is, is over. Cause even back then, and even to this day, I don't think there are bad motorcycles. They're just, they're different and you can pick the wrong one for you, but it's, it's not, uh, you know, it's the, the job. I think I, my thing is the job of the journalist was to describe the motorcycle, like put, put you make it feel like you actually rode that motorcycle. So you have an understanding. It's like, yeah, I like those characteristics or maybe those characteristics aren't for me, but uh, in the end, everybody wanted a winner. <laughs> well, I mean, and so 
the consumer is is the winner in this situation, right? Because all of these all of these you know motocross models are so good now, right? And so they are very much similar, but they all have they're they're very much different in their own characteristic and the way that they the way that they do things. But man, I mean, right. I, like back in the day, it was. It, I remember you know when I used to read uh, the test back in the day, there was like you know maybe one or two good ones. And then there was one that was like, eh, and then there was the other ones that were like throwaways. Right. So like, <laughs> so, so now like you have so many models and you have so many manufacturers invested. I mean, granted one of them owns three, so whatever, but yeah. you, you, the customer is the winner these days. And you, I, I mean, I'm kind of in the same dilemma of trying to figure out what the next, you know, dirt bike is, but Right. As, as a consumer, like you have everything at your fingertips now. Back in the day, you know, you used to have to go to the local grocery store and pick up the magazine, or you'd have to be subscribed or cycle news on the Wednesday, right? Like those were those were the ways to get That's, the info. Yeah, that was your yeah your source of info. Now it's like instant, like right when stuff comes out. Uh, so Facebook user says it's a it's a KTM. I bought it race ready. If it were a Honda owner, I'd have questions. Which one is it? What's he talking about on that? It was when you were asking for, uh, for questions. It was when you were asking for questions when we're trying to kill time. Were you sleeping over there, Matt? No, Did no. You? My mic was off. Okay. Just check. Cause uh, I've been I show 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 is so interesting. You know, he, he's, he, he's a kid. He's got like two hours of attention span and we already burnt that out. I'm 25, 25 kid, kiddo. Uh, Chris Real has a question for us. You're familiar with Chris. Chris Real, yeah? Yeah, Chris Rules. So Chris says, when you ride off-road bike in the dark, how much side light do you want? This is a good question. I know why he's asking it, because we're working on some some things. Uh, that's a, how much side light do you want? Because I'm sitting there going, I, you know, it's only going to, it's going to, it, it it's I want I want it to light stuff up, but I definitely don't want it to be too bright because I'm not looking there. You think about where you're looking and and you just know that it just try this. Just go out in the dark and take a flashlight and point the flashlight straight in front of you and then turn it off to the side and try not to look. I mean, even you can think about that and do that and you're going to your eyes are going to follow that light. So that's like the, the the beam, the pattern. So I think an ideal. uh I think the ideal beam is is a is a fade, you know the the pattern should fade off to the side, but you don't want you don't want too much, because then you're gonna you know then it's gonna be a little bit distracting. You you sort of want it, you know, I don't know. I've, I remember when we used to race. The worst thing was to have a really strong pencil that that overpowered the the flood that you had, and then this there was this bouncy thing way out in the distance, and I would think the same thing would be. Uh, you know, same thing on the side. And, and if it, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think of if, if it really, if it was really abrupt where it shut off, like how far it goes, like how much do you, how much do you want it to go where you're going to feel like, oh, it's dark out there. It's light. That's a quick, uh, quick question. <laughs> Good yeah, question. Confusing no, it, question. It, it's very confusing. It's one of those things where, it's, you know, if I'm riding at night on the dual sport, I'll have the headlight, but then I'll also run a helmet light because I want to be able to look in the directions. Right. But if you had side lights, the side lights, if I'm, if I'm 
understanding it correctly, like it would be off the side, like it, it would be distracting. But if, but if he's talking about side outwards from the headlight itself, uh, yeah. that's different. I mean, I mean, do you, you know, so is it like, okay, let's say you're riding in rocks at night and you want to put a foot down, you know, generally these days, the good lights are bright enough to where they actually light up, you know, there's enough reflection off of whatever you're around that it's going to light up a little bit behind you. So those are, yeah, those are good. Those are good questions. This is something where I think we're going to figure it out. Chris Smith says, uh, no beam, make it a 360 degree daylight. <laughs> Yeah, but the the headlight thing is that. So when I used to ride mountain bikes, I used to ride a mountain bike with only a headlight. I never put a bike mounted light in because the mountain bike was dancing around and there were crap suspension back then, and and your light would be bouncing all over the place. Where no matter where you looked, your head is actually pretty stable. And if you you have a headlight mounted light, wherever you look, there's light. So it's just like you know, kind of. It's weird because you, you you it's dark. You're looking over towards a dark thing, and you finally light it up, but. Um, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of uh, arguments will be had when we start comparing headlights. <laughs> I'm sure. So squadron pro, this is a, this is a good light. Actually, the XL80 is the better light. Cause I actually was riding the other night with a squadron and I'd ridden the similar, similar thing a week or two earlier with a, with a, a, uh, XL80 and I noticed that it was about 20 miles an hour difference in speed mm-hmm. where I was able to like go and a little bit different moonlight as well but so so you are now uh, doing some stuff with Can-Am yes sir so yeah, can we uh, say three three wheeling is a good feeling are you yeah, using that tagline it's uh, <laughs> you know it, it's a uh, we're not using that tagline, but mm. no, it's a, it's something that I might, I might use. And then, and then I won't tell you about it. Um, Got it. Cause I'm not, I'm not in that market at all, except every year uh, they have the ultra three world championships out at King of the Motos, which uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a feared competitor there mostly because like they're, they're afraid that I'm going to fly off the berm and kill myself. So I think I retired last year in that in that race because you have no idea how much power an ATC seventy motor with a nice Chinese one ten can you know put out <laughs> when you're running it on nitro or something like this like they do. So uh, oh, shit. yeah, no, uh, the Can Am gig is is cool. Uh, they they approached me over the summer um, and they obviously they make you know BRP is the parent company so Sea Ski Do. Um, they make, you know, all the side-by-side can-ams. They, they have boats. I mean, it, the, the spread on the BRP company is uh, impressive. But uh, so basically what I do is at the on-road uh, and it's the three-wheel vehicles, which are like the Spider and the Riker. Um, and then also what, you know, kind of caught my attention is the fact that they're going to come out with uh, electric motorcycles. So they have a... Really? Yeah, so they have a... Um, like a roadster style, uh, electric, uh, full electric. And then they have say, um, a, uh, they call it a dual sport, but it's like maybe like a light ADV, um, style, uh, electric bike as well. So, um, yeah, super exciting. And so took the, took the opportunity to, to join the team and yeah, so it's, it's going good right now. We're working on 
you know, a bunch of different projects for the year. So it's exciting to get no, back, back in the mix. No square barreled two strokes uh, with the old uh, Rotax motor and trying to uh, get one of the Martin brothers to come back to hair scrambles racing. None of this. Hey man, that, those are some good times right there. Uh, John Martin on that Can-Am, huh? Hey, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's celebrated heritage, right? Um, they were doing, they were doing some wild things in the, in the past and, and, uh, they can continue to be, uh, innovative in in the way that they do things. So, um, yeah, it, it, I, it's, uh, it's exciting though. Yeah. I had heard on the, on the, the, the development or product testing side circles that I talked to that, that they were doing something with adventure bikes. I, this is, this is, came across my radar at some point there's a couple other believe it or not there's a couple other companies that are doing stuff uh with some adventure things and there's there's one thing i wish would happen but i, I don't i don't know it's crazy <laughs> but there's i mean that's a, that's a cool thing is there's there's stuff in the in the future that could be pretty cool and like you said electric and we just we were just talking to the guy who built uh an electric super mini so he took one of those KTM Freeride E's and turned it into a Super Mini. We have a video up on a dirt bike test. We just turned our KTM Freeride E. Well, it made it back to California. It hasn't been turned back in. You know how magazine bikes are. They just kind of, they never get turned back in. They just float. <laughs> <laughs> they, flo they float around. It's floating in my garage right now. I kind of want to get it back, but I told Trevor he should trade it for like a, a nice 450 FX or a new 250 TBI bike or something. But, you know, they, they actually... It's hard. It's hard to get press bikes anymore. It's not. It's not the. Well, I when when you when you're when you used to be the editor of the world's largest dirt bike magazine. Um, it's easy to get bikes then. Everybody wants to give you a bike and does stuff. So now we uh, now we struggle. You know, we're just a little dirt bike test. Need more subscribers? Click the subscribe button right now. Just stop everything. Go over. Hit the subscribe button, and then I can say we have ten subscribers, and then they'll then they'll say, okay, you can use this bike for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody should hit it. Tell their friends, right? It's all about the network. So, right, spread the word. Yeah, it's uh, exactly, and it's it's just kind of the new face of of media and where things are where they're going and whether you're like a YouTube channel or an Instagram or what it's, it's funny, the questions that the agencies ask these days, I try not to deal with it. I try to put Matt in charge of it and uh, he just falls asleep. He's over <laughs> there. He's, he's thinking about, he's, he's, he's a astrophysicist. So I have no idea what he's thinking about. Can't even comprehend it. Sand tracks. Sand tracks. This, Sand tracks. I just, Luckily, I got him out riding last week. Jason, I tell you, our our sand tracks out here are epic when it rains. So so much fun. They're 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 kind of they're kind of gnarly. They're not in the beginning. They're not super fun to ride around. But when they get broken in, oh, they're yeah, yeah yeah all time. I was actually dreaming about it after the first time. <laughs> I try to dream about it every time I see see rain in the forecast. I yeah. just start. Why is he one twenty five? Yeah, I got yeah. a new carburetor. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Bubba Butler sent me a new carb for that thing. He nice. he had one in the parts bin. They're probably ripping a bike apart, and I got to raise up the power jet, but it's going to be all good. So, uh, <laughs> Jake Jake Jackie Jackie said he just watched a documentary on lithium batteries and the cobalt mines. Not good. Joe Rogan just had the guy on. So this guy watches my podcast and Joe Rogan's podcast. Wow, you made you made That's it good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I made it now. Yeah. I, 
do I need to, what does Joe do on his podcast? I know he talks, but does he, does he like sip whiskey or something or? I've never watched an episode, so I don't right. know. He's too old for you to watch? Yeah. Okay. He has interesting people on there. I think he does a little bit I, of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I saw the one that keeps going across my YouTube feed. It says he's, he's doing like uh, magic mushrooms, honey or something like this. It says he's doing something crazy. Well, I mean, hey, good good for him. I mean, if it, whatever works, works. Uh, Jesse G says BRP is legit. It's the KTM of side-by-sides. Dude, side-by-sides are insane. Yeah, they just, you, uh, they're, they're, they're paired up with Red Bull and they did uh, Dakar and, and uh, you know, pulled off. Yeah, some, my buddy, some, my some buddy Kellen pictures. was there. Yeah, Kellen was uh, sitting next to um, uh, can't remember the name now. I'm really good with names. <laughs> I don't know what was uh, what was Andrew in Andrew Short. What was he? Was he in a Polaris? He was in a he was in a Can Am. He was a he, he was, was a co driver for the the Can Am team. So yeah, with uh, Molly, I think her name he, is the yeah. Australian girl. Yeah, yeah, she rules. Or New Zealand sure. or something. Yeah. Yeah, so he, uh, I, I, I talked to him. I texted him. I was texting him the other day after he got back. He was already out chasing his kid around uh, on the motorcycle again. Um, I, him, him, and uh, his kid and myself have some unfinished business on the flat track. He, um, he, he likes to, he likes to look back, and he's pretty fast. He ta- he has some of his dad's genes. So I'm going to, uh, I, I think I owe him a little, little old age and treachery on the uh, flat track. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we definitely uh, need to install uh harder cones or, Oh yeah. He was using the inside way too much. Uh, and, and he kept redefining what the inside was, right? Like the original inside became the outside of the turn. Well, I overwatered the inside cause I, I didn't want this to happen. So I, it's a trick. I overwater the inside. So if you go inside, you're going to slide out. Our flat tracks really slippery. He just went inside of that. And yeah. then and then push the mud back out into the main line, little squirt. So uh, <laughs> hey, if you're ever coming through here, Jason, you got to swing by. We're just uh, we're one uh, as Gene Woods like to put it, one toilet flush uh, to the west of Vegas, just over the hill. That nice yeah. hill with snow on it. We're on the we're on the backside out here. I almost Valley stopped by on people. Sunday because uh, I was driving. I was driving back up here to Idaho and uh, went through Vegas up ninety three. Uh, okay. And then back up, you know, through Ely and whatnot. But I almost, uh, I almost made, I almost went your way, but man, it's. There's, there's a way you can cut up, you can turn off at Baker and cut straight up and then go up through Tonopah and mm-hmm. then use a couple of the other. That's the way, actually, that's the way I would go. Uh, probably eh, 50 per, yeah, depends. It really depends on, on, uh, how good your radar detector is. <laughs> and, and what your what your odds of a speeding ticket are on certain roads but some of the roads are super um uh <laughs> jerry bernardo is now starting posting on the show he just mentioned yeah. that he almost he almost didn't get her pregnant <laughs> now now all we need is victor to come on and <laughs> tune mm-hmm. everything up so hey a uh, couple other things i i noticed a post on uh, our EXC a performance and tech talk about greasing a bike. So, and he, and Mike put it up there as question of the week. And he, he said he saw a guy about doing a, a tear down and re grease on a bike with under 10 hours on it. And 
how could a bike be that defective and poorly built? And uh, so kind of throwing that one out at you. So the, the one thing I'll tell you about media bikes is generally when a bike is delivered to media, I'll call it what we call a perfect stalker. It probably has been torn down and taken care of and looked at, looked over, or at least back in the magazine days. Now I've gone to some intros where it looks like they pulled the things out, uh, slapped the forks up in the triple clamps, bolted the handlebars on and forgot to check the tires. I mean, literally forgot to check the tire pressure and they're like, here's the bike. And you're like, you, you know, <laughs> so I've had that happen. Uh, I've had uh 20 pounds of uh, air in the tires at a, at a press intro. And I came back, I was like, man, something's weird. <laughs> oh well don't worry half half the, the other half the guys that can't do the top end they don't know the difference either they're just going oh these tires suck or this bike sucks the forks are harsh and it's, it's like well, do the easy things first check the tire pressure you know it's i it's my go-to uh but back to the grease um i'm gonna say that like so different manufacturers are a little bit different on like on like how how much you can expect them to be greased and stuff. Uh, the same manufacturer on different days I've noticed <laughs> can, can be different. It kind of just, I think it really depends on the, the mood of the <laughs> assembly person to a certain extent and how much uh, grease the, the, you know, the bearing supplier really likes to put into some of this stuff. Cause I know I've bought bearings like off the shelf replacement bearings and you pull them apart and they're pretty darn dry. So, you know, it, that's what they're doing is they're pulling them out of a bin and sliding them in there. They're not putting extra grease on there. That was kind of expected, I think. So it may go right past that. But I, when I used to spend my own money and buy, buy my bikes, I would usually ride it, break, you know, basically break it in and then I would tear it all apart. And I'd have the suspension serviced. And then I would grease the headset, grease the swing arm and the linkage, uh, check the torque on all the engine bolts, uh, sometimes grease the swing arm pivot as well, uh, things like this. And then I didn't have to worry about it for basically six months, but generally my bike was getting pulled apart to do the suspension and stuff. And I'd always check the stuff. So it was just part of a normal routine. Uh, so I don't know. Where do you stand on on this? I mean, honestly, uh, I'd say that greasing the bike, taking it apart is one of the most important things you could do and the most responsible things you could do as a, as a, as an owner. Right. Uh, I've been doing bike work for shoot 20 plus years. Um, and most majority of the manufacturers aren't putting enough grease on there to, to go through some of the conditions that majority of the people are going through. Um, so like pressure, like pressure washers. Yeah. Super, super pressure washer guy. <laughs> right. He does, he does a couple laps at the track and then super pressure washer guy. Uh, but no, like it's, it, that's one of the, the, the main things and the biggest things that I always tell people is like, Hey man, you need to take your bike apart, grease it, go through torque, everything, um, torque, the torque of bolts makes a huge, huge difference on how the, how the chassis and how the bike, uh, you know, character is. Um, so yeah, why not protect your investment, you know, and, and make it to where you're not going to have to, you know, spend hundreds of dollars 
you know, a year or two later because you didn't grease anything. So just, yeah, I, I hundred percent, hundred ten percent, I recommend it. Yeah. And I mean, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to hurt to check it. And it's never going to hurt to throw a little bit of extra grease on that stuff. Like I'd see, I saw some of the comments. Some guys are like, ah, oh, drill, you know, drill and put Zerk fittings in on the swing arm pivots and this stuff. And there are some places in the country where you're riding in swamps and mud and, you know, deep, deep water and things like this. And that may be a viable option, but out here in the West, I mean, the only time your bike's going to see water, in a lot of cases is on the pressure, you know, next to the pressure washer. So, uh, and I've ridden, you know, and I'll tell you what, there's certain, certain bikes have better seals around the, the bearings, you know, the, the rubber lips on this, on the, on the, on the swing arm pivots and things like that are better. Uh, but this is just something you kind of, you kind of get to know, you learn, you'll know, learn your machine. So that's, uh, that's my take on it. I, and then, and then you kind of like learn how long your stuff's going to last too. So, uh, do we have any other questions? Uh, Jackie Jackie says he was just referring to the electric dirt bikes. Batteries are really bad for the environment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I haven't, I mean, I, 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 I've seen lots of, I mean, that seems to be a trending thing right now where everybody's trying to, trying to, to, to push that stuff, but I'm waiting to see the real like kind of carbon footprint analysis of, where you know what what is it and, and a lot of it has to do with are we going to get better at recycling these batteries and it's different stuff i tell you what lithium is uh is kind of a big talking point especially out here in nevada because we have the only functioning lithium mine in the united states out in silver lake um and just north of there they've another huge huge deposit actually all the way around there is these huge huge deposits of lithium that they want to go in and mine and then there's some back east. I don't know where there's another company back there that is all ramping up to do lithium production. And they say that's going to just get crazy over the next few years. And it's like everybody's driving around in their, quote, green little car, but they don't see the big hole out in the desert or, you know, the big lithium leach pools <laughs> that are that are out there. And, yeah, I mean, I can see it. All I know is that. Every land that every bit of land that they bulldoze up is just other places that we're never going to be able to ride a dirt bike. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. however that however that works out in the in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I don't I like think riding, it's going to stop. Like riding dirt bikes. Dirt bikes I, cool. I like riding dirt bikes too. This is the way. This is what I base all my decisions on. It starts like, hey, they want to build giant. I'm going to lose my permits out here because they want to put solar panels where we do our schools. So. I, I got, I can go on all day long about how bad this is for me. And I, uh, you know, I don't know if you're someplace in California sitting there telling everybody, look at how green I am. I did this and that. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I use green energy. And it's like, yeah, they bulldoze my desert in Nevada to do this. And I don't even have solar panels on my roof. We park our cars in big open parking lots that don't have solar panels over them. So why do we need to bulldoze desert? Actually, I rode through, for 20 miles out by Lake Los Angeles, I was on my adventure bike. 20 miles, I passed nothing but lots of white and black plastic tarps blown into the bushes where they used to have pot farms all over the place out there. Mm. And I'm thinking, how come they don't have solar panels out here? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Well, do we want to take an early commercial break and come back with uh, Roosterando? Yeah, can you stick around for Roosterando? Yeah, I, I always like Roosterando. That's, uh, did, did, that's a good did one. Did you did you did you submit a bike? Did you do did you put a bike in? And are you trying to sell it? Are you, so you <laughs> still you probably still have what you still have a four fifty L, right? Is that your is that your dirt bike right now? Yeah. So well, yeah. My my dual sport is the is the four fifty L. Uh, I have an 03 CR250 for the track when I go ride with my kid. Uh, and then I got the 890R Adventure for, uh, for the, for the other stuff. Um, so, but yeah, the the 450L, yeah, the 450L is good. Um, it's very much a, uh, open desert style dual sport, right? Um, I think, well, I got, you know, I think. Yeah, I got the IMS on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you know, it's, it, it, yeah, no, it's, uh, it pulls its weight around. I mean, granted, I have a lot of, I have everything that you basically do as far as like making it, it's basically an X with a L headlight and, you know, whatever. With a license but, plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, import, the important thing. Basically. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But no, it, it's good. It's been a fun bike. Um, we'll see, uh, you know, what the next one is. Um, and, these trails up here call for, you know, some different, different machinery. So we'll see how it goes. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick little break and uh, we'll come back with our rooster endo segment. What's up moto buddies. Mike here from taco moto co. What is the taco touch? It's the best service in the industry, virtually 24 seven tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you if you've ever received an order from us you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies Um, all of our taco moto co branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers oem and aftermarket parts where we can sometimes for life we test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively we're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer and if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade then we don't offer it on the store everything that we carry is something that we have personally used tested and ridden and raced and nose meets the the high taco touch demanding standard go out and get some adventure Welcome back, everybody. I'm with Jason Abbott, who is now with Can-Am, and he's he's doing the three-wheeling is a good feeling program, which means on-road Can-Ams. And I got to ride one of those like in the very early days, and this was in Cycle World days, and I think it was actually, you know, I wrote, so, so I drove the Can-Am one right after I drove one that was built by like a high performance car guy thing. And we took it up in the hills up in Aliso Viejo, someplace like that to, to this kind of sort of semi closed down road. And I almost went to jail because <laughs> they, it was, it was like a formula one car to me. I mean, it just felt like it was stuck to the ground and, and had this crazy, um, it just—it was just a different experience to drive. So I, I'm under the impression there's a lot of traction control and a lot of stuff going on in those three wheelers. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent I mean, there's yeah, uh, 
you know, the uh, power steering and then the, the traction control and you got, um, you know, different suspension settings. It's, they're definitely a, 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 you know, have a lot going on for, for what they're doing. But uh, I, it was funny because I actually rode one back in 2006 when they first came out, we were like the pilot program for, we, we, they gave them to us and we, a friend of mine rode around and went to different events and whatnot. Um, from 2006 to, to now the current models, man, it's, it's, uh, they made, they made big, big improvements and they're just impressive. Like they're super fast. Like you said, they're glued to the ground. Um, it allows, you know, people, uh, it, it allows kind of the door to be open to more people uh, with those type of models. So it's kind of cool. The, the, so where I see them a lot is they, they must rent a ton of those in Vegas. Cause we get a lot of people that are coming out like on tour groups and stuff. It seems like they, they do a rent and tour. Maybe they go down to death Valley and stuff. So in the, in the, the warmer months and stuff, we see a lot of them out uh, roaming around here. And, and I've actually seen now when, especially the, uh, the black bikers, when when the th- there's a lot of those guys that have and their Harleys they have d- definitely a certain style with the Harleys and stuff because there's it's a mix of Harleys and then some of the sport bikes with the stretch swing arms and now yeah, there's yeah. always four or five of those Can Am Spiders in that in that group when those guys roll and I, I tell you what, those guys are badass it's kind of like you know when like there's a, there's a cultural stigmatism like with certain things like the low riders right. When you see lowriders, and we have a group of lowriders here in the city, and I come from you know a, a place with a heavy Chicano background, and the lowriders have a thing and a style, and I like it. I really like the lowriders. I dig those guys that, that are doing because they got the they got the neons and and they're they're doing kind of biker stuff, but they're doing it different. <laughs> so this is this is the other place I'm seeing the the spider. So how are how are you targeting that market? <laughs> No, and and uh, they did a really good job with it a few years ago. They they partnered up with Amigos, and uh, and and did a you know successful um, you know deal with that. Um, but now you know looking forward, we got some pretty cool um, things in the works that are just kind of outside of the box, um, very yeah. you know cultural and uh, relevant, and kind of just yeah. Again, it's like a lifestyle, but then brings in the you know, the power sports to it. So, yeah, there's some cool stuff coming for sure. But so the the idea of that platform was to give somebody who maybe doesn't want to have the quote two wheeled motorcycle skills and experience to be like on on an outdoor because I don't get it because to me that doesn't it doesn't fit my needs at all. Other than I tell you, I tell you what that thing was when I wrote it, it was I, I would. I needed to be on a track. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I, I was gonna, I was gonna get, I was gonna go to jail. <laughs> I got talked to. We we got caught shooting. We were shooting photos because I had that thing sliding and doing all kinds of. But anyways, so it's is that what it is? Kind of just to get you outside. Well, the uh, you know BRP is a brand and Can-Am. They're they're selling like the experience, right? And so the the open road experience. Uh, out there with the Can-Am, but not having to worry about, you know, holding up a heavy machine or maybe you don't, you're not as skilled as say like people that we're used to, or, or maybe you have been riding for 40 years and maybe you just kind of are going a different direction. But then I see another angle, right. With the car culture, like you brought up, right. It's, it, 
very much um, has its place in that too. So um, yeah, we, custom, we, customizing and it's a it's a freak. It's not. It's like just like a Lincoln Continental. The doors suicide doors. You know, it's like this is weird, but like I said, this is this thing has three wheels, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. cool. It's it's uh, people get really really pumped on it, and and again, it's you know the individual. Like people are kind of can be who they want to be, right? And you do all these different customizations to different models. Like we have a rally model. Uh, you want to? Are you interested in testing the uh, the Riker Rally? It, Is that off road? Uh, yeah, Does it go off road a little bit. It go, goes off road. You can do no. burnouts in the dirt. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like the, it's, so it's a rally, like rally as in like a, like a Dakar rally, rally or rally like in, uh, you're going to rally it off road. Like, ra- like more like rally car, like Dakar would, would it wouldn't be oh, it's, uh, okay. in, in that side. Okay. More, more like, okay. So more like a, you know, Subaru, uh, yeah. STI kind of rally that kind of. Yeah. So it has oh. longer, longer suspension. It has a skid plate in the front. It has, uh, you know, more heavy duty wheels, more kind of like a, a rally look to them. Um, but does yeah, it have, can, does it have a thing where I can hold it on the rev limiter and launch? So, so I want the thing to go, I want the thing to go like that. Like, so I can do that at the, at the stop signal, like the guy in the Subaru does all the time. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you could do it. Sure. <laughs> there's no button for it. They don't have, it doesn't have a button. There's, there's <laughs> not a, there's not a launch control, like a, like a motocross bike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Enough about three wheelers. Uh, but so we're going to get into uh, our segment, a uh, segment number 173, Roost or Endo brought to you by Takomoto. Takomoto.co has everything you need for your dirt bike, especially if it's a Husky e, uh, FE, a KTM EXC, a lot of the gas gases. They even have Honda and uh, they have everything because we we gave a certificate away to somebody with a Yamaha and they were managed to spend it there. Yeah. So you can they have all kinds of cool stuff. They have funnels mm-hmm. if you need to put your oil on your motorcycle properly. So, Matt, let's get right to it. What's our, uh, what's our first contestant? And, Jason, you know the rules here. We, we, uh, I don't want to say talk crap about the bike. We, um, comment, we, uh, we add comments to the, uh, the fray and discuss the bike, uh, with anything, anything about it you want to say. And then the bike that gives us the most, and at the end we decide whether it roosts or endo, my vote overrules everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then at the end, whichever one of these uh, five bikes, I think it's five, one, two, three, yeah, four, five, five bikes, bikes whichever one of these five, five bikes gives us the most enjoyment, satisfies the listeners, or gets the most comments in the chat, you will win the Taco Moto gift certificate. So let's start it up. All right. First up is Scott uh, Zundale. Uh, it's just a 2017 Churco 300. Did not list out the mods. Oh, that's all it says. Did not give us the model. Okay. Just told us the make. So he gave us his name, year, make, and model. Fail. And then what he's what he's done to it, <laughs> which is that that's a pretty clean looking bike. I mean like that's got that's some fresh tires right there. I'll admit that thing's ready to ride right next to the Suzuki something or other. That definitely has a little bit of few few more hours. Looks like an RMZ. Yeah. RMX. RMX. Yeah. Oh, it there. does. It says RMX on that little thing. What yeah. do you know? Those are actually not bad bikes. I mean, no. great it would have great it, for hand dragging. 
it would have been such a better bike if the guy that was working in your former job, you know, the press liaison would have actually told me like what the bike was really for. Cause talk about being confused. He felt, you know, and you understand this now, you know, having worked in this industry before, like you're in California, you're releasing a green sticker legal bike and you have to deliver it to media. And there's one way that one manufacturer does it and another one for another manufacturer. And like Honda, and the good thing about you you guys with Honda is you just hand us the box stock one and say, here, it's ready to ride. It's, you know, we, we're not going to do anything to it. And Honda's throttles turn all the way to the stop, you know, to the end. You get full throttle on a Honda. Um, yeah, the, the, the ECU may not let it rev, but like the Suzuki came with a throttle stop that let it open maybe a quarter. Like Yamaha at least got you half. And it had a whole special ignition curve for it. But the Suzuki, it like went to a quarter where it just started sputtering and backfiring. And, uh, but once you take a couple of these things off, that Suzuki was a really good bike. But we technically weren't allowed to, even though, I don't know. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, and, it was a very sticky and then, situation. <laughs> and then he tried to tell me that Rodney Smith was racing one of these. And so I, 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 I was racing a KTM and I lined up next to, uh, no, it was, it was, uh, I, was I don't know, it was Rodney Smith's mechanic or someone like at a GNCC in the industry race or in the morning race or whatever. And I'm like, so that's an, I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, so that's an RMZ or an RMX. He's like, no, this is RMZ. I'm like, you told me it's an RMX. <laughs> so <laughs> story's changed. Mm. So back but, to this. Uh, oh, back this to the Sherco. It's yeah, a Sherco. Actually, the, the more you look at the Sherco, the the more beat up it actually kind of is. Huh. You can tell by the pipe guard. Uh, those hand guards are pretty well worn in. He has he yeah. That, I have hand guards that look like that too. Sometimes I spray paint them when they look that bad. Mm-hmm. They've all been blued out. Well, he gave us a lot of information about the bike, so I don't feel like the need to talk about it too much. Yeah, I don't know boring. much about shirt. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> not even close. Don't worry, we'll get there. Save those, save those comments. Uh, this one's just an endo for me because uh, no, no, no info. Yeah, no info. Well, you gave him like what an hour and a half to put this together, and and you said first five. So some of these guys rushed to the punch. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he got the picture there quick. He probably ran out in the garage, shot this picture, ran back in and sent it. That and for that I, I applaud him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and look at his bike. I mean, here's the other thing you got. That garage looks really clean. His bike is sitting there ready. As far as I can tell, that thing's ready to roost immediately. Well, maybe he was so busy cleaning the garage. That's why he couldn't put all the mods on it. He's more concerned about I'm going to tell you what it has. It has enduro engineering hand guards. It has a P3 pipe protector. It looks like it has an enduro engineering skid plate. Uh, could be a TM Design Works uh, disc guard in the back, but I'm not 100% sure because it's a little bit dark. Um, what kind of tires are those? Those look like Pirelli MX Extra. Tires, maybe? Does he have tugger straps? He has tugger yeah, straps? the tugger straps on there. This thing's screaming a little bit of extreme enduro with all that protection. Uh, yeah, it looks like a pretty nice chariot. Endo. Endo. Got Jason? all the rules. Uh, I, I like the bike. I, I think it... Uh it looks like the, you, the, you know, he rides it. But, but he didn't get, put any information... Our guests she are so soft. She didn't put the information in, so <laughs> so he. It's an endo because because endo, yeah, yeah. It's an endo because yeah. he didn't do information. Yeah. He didn't follow the rules. Okay, here's the best submitted photo I think we've ever received. Ever. This is a uh, Shane Adams, 2019 uh, 
Honda CRF250R. Factory connection, suspension, and link. Subframe was cut 10 millimeters. Seat concepts, low seat. Pro circuit motor and exhaust. Johnny Campbell racing radiator fan. Vortex ECU. Renthal bars, grips, and chain ring. Scott steering stabilizer. Enduro engineering uh, shark fin. BPR chain guide. Works connection, clutch, and front brake. Bike is set up for desert, and I am a 5'2", 58-year-old rider. The only thing I can see in this photo... Is a, is a red blob, and a and a and a M with a novice stripe from District Thirty Seven in the front, which tells me a couple things. Um, he's he's probably cartwheeled a couple times, hit his head, and evidently he needs to go have his vision checked. Yeah, because yeah. if he sent this photo in and thought it was okay, because it, it, it's this, it's not it's not like it was like a. It, it wasn't like you know how you, you sometimes you take a couple photos in your phone and one's really blurry and then the autofocus catches up or whatever mm-hmm. and maybe he just selected the wrong one. But yeah. if, if you can't see that this is blurry, this is a well set up motorcycle. Oh, I actually quite like this bike. But J- Jimmy, I, I have a question: is this is this what it's like when you're over fifty and you take your readers off? I don't put them on. Oh, okay. just to, just so that this doesn't have. I did you notice I bought? Did, did, are you picking on me right now? Because I bought two new sets. No, because I, I lost know. I lost my other sets because I couldn't see them. <laughs> no, I'm not picking on you for that. Yeah, um, if I so if I put my readers on, am I going to magic? Is this bike going to magically come into focus? No, I, I think I think he just wanted us to know what pain he's going through. This is what it looks like when I tried to read the number off of a jet. When I'm like trying to look, and is it a 45 or a 42 pilot jet? I see this, <laughs> and I mean I, I put it every distance, and and just when I think it's coming into focus, it's so far away the number is really really mm-hmm. small. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> even though I actually really like this bike. I think the bike is really good too. I mean, it, it's like when it started talking about cut 10 millimeter subframe, it's like this guy's gone to some extra effort to put this thing together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's an endo. Although look uh, at that. Look at submit this. the photo and it might be a roof. <laughs> yeah, we, it's not like we'll recognize it or anything. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jason. Uh, so, I mean, he did all the right things to the bike. Uh, you know, he did everything. He looks good, but I think that he needs to graduate uh, from the flip phone and get get a new phone <laughs> so it takes a better picture. So that's an end. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a shame because I, I really like that bike. I, I like seeing a bike that's. You no, know, it's good. He's passionate. Yeah. 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 Okay, so this next one is going to be Michael uh, Bialoni, a 2020 Husqvarna TE300i, a Cherubis 3.1 gallon fuel tank, DDC 52 tooth rear sprocket. Yes, DDC original sponsor of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Thank you, Nate, for believing in this. And the only reason I'm saying that is obviously because I need some more sprockets right now, right? Yep. Uh, Regina (laughs) Enduro Z-Ring Chain, TM Design Words, Design Works Slide and Guide Kit, Lex Duraflow Pipe, FMF Curbine, uh, Turbine Core 2.1 Silencer with Spark Arrester, Bulletproof Designs Radiator Guard, Bulletproof Design Rear Disc Guard. Great company, that Bulletproof company. Yep, yep. AXP Extreme Skid Plate, Psychra Pro Bend with uh, Handlebar Clamp Mount, Enduro Plate License Plate Holder, Neotech Tubeless System in the rear only. I hope he's talking about the tire there. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jason, we'll open the floor with you. You know what? Like the guy built a nice bike. Kind of. Are makes you asking feel... if it's for sale? <laughs> it's yeah, right. Right. I'm, I might be looking for a three hundred. He wants to sell it. Uh, oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. You just go. You go any place north of you and go go riding. It's three hundred country. I I spent six days up there this year and and uh, it was it was it just that's why they make these kind of bikes. Uh, you know, the, the, especially the ones with really low power that evidently blow up. Like if you ride them like for four miles mm-hmm. after you buy them. But anyways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I like it. Looks like he's out doing it. Uh, I mean, I'm going with the roost right now. Yeah, I'm 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 roost too because I want to go riding where he's at. It looks beautiful country. Uh, yeah, that rock looks yeah. like it'd be fun to ride up. Yeah, ride up. Put a nice dent in that Lex pipe. I, yeah. I'm I'm testing one of those currently. I got plenty of time on one. I'm really uh, impressed. It's basically they've 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 copied a stock ktm pipe which frankly i think works really good and uh yeah i've got one of my uh, 300 currently putting it through the ringer the the other thing you know i like i like this his uh his uh, sponsor list is as well i like this bike i definitely think it i think it roosts but you know i'm a i'm a big pds suspension guy jason are you pro pds or anti pds so I'm I'm neither right now. I, so I'm oh. in the testing I'm in I'm in the testing phase. So right. I haven't I haven't uh made up my my mind yet on which direction I'm going. But so I do the, I do hear that the, the PDS is better for like the the hard like enduro style and hill hill well, climbing any, and whatnot. Anytime you're going to hop over something and uh, and go over something, and you're going to you have the potential for linkage drag, it's uh, it's huge. It's like I, I just because this is the biggest thing I'm having to get used to with my Tenere is is that it has a linkage on the back of it. So now I have a skid plate that does what this thing does has that glide plate on it, but I still notice it. So uh, can't can't fault him for you know choosing the Husky because the I have a thing for Huskies. They're pretty nice. This bike roosts. There's no, there's no, Big there's roost. no two ways about it. I think it's, you know, he hasn't done anything crazy. He's done a lot of little, you know, a lot of really good little mods and he's got a license plate for it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. All pretty good. Yeah. That's a, that's a roost on my list. Like the photo too. Yeah. He put effort into he did, it. He did. It's he in did, focus. Hey, it's in focus and he, he, he worked it. He's got a little backlight going, but you know the 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 trees are robust. Just you know, there's the bikes popping off the page. We used mm-hmm. to call it. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good good look, good right. look. It's like the it's like so. the Lion King. That's <laughs> <laughs> Pride Rock. Yeah. Okay. Next up will be Jason uh, Sarner. Oh, there I see Jason. Hi, Jason. I mean Jason Shadow. <laughs> so this is a 2022 350 EXCF. Comes with an Acherby's 15 liter tank, D smogged, Takomoto Git, FMF 4.1 slip on, Scott steering dampener with BRP undermount, molecule skid plate updated since the picture, Enduro engineering radiator guards, fl- reflex hand guards and recurve mount, Swift kicker kickstand. That is a fun brand name and product, by the way. Swift kicker kickstand. 
So let's let's roll back to to molecule skid plate. It updated since photo. So he has it. What looks like what the TM Design Works skid plate? That, uh, TM Design Works. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of what it looks like. What was the reason for the upgrade or, or change? I mean, um, I'm, I'm kind of did, did he did did he? Because I think the molecules only come in black. I don't know. Maybe they come in orange or something like that. But did he want just a black one? And or did he did he completely did he use the skid plate? And this is this is my question. Did he use the skid plate in a level where he needed to replace it? Because I want to see a picture of that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. that would be that would be gnarly. All so right. uh, so Mark's you might, we should let Mark vote on these things. He's got he's got a lot of endos going on up there. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see, back to Jason's bike. ATK mother of all oil filters, taco moil taco moto oil cap. Seat concepts, low comfort seat, moto minded dash, moto minded slash B, uh, Baja Designs headlight with an epic 60 watts, anti gravity 8 cell 240 lithium battery, golden tire, giant loop uh, tail rack, sick ass tail titty, and light. Did he call it a tail titty? No, nah, tail tidy. Tidy tail. It's, it's, <laughs> it's ingrained in the show now. Right. E3 pipe guard, bulletproof brake tip, bulletproof uh, rear disc guard, double take mirror, Tokyo off road capacitor. Midwest Mountain Engineering brake and clutch levers, Dirt Tricks dome washer, Dirt Tricks sprockets. Dirt Tricks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not the superior brand. Not DDCs, right? It's okay. They're hey, they're, they're good. The Dirt Tricks. I used to run them. They're they're good. Actually, the one thing they do have is that coloring. They do that kind of that coloring where it's like mm-hmm. I have I have a set of forks. Yeah, You're the forks I eat off that have that that coloring. Where it's like all the. It's like it looks like it got hot, like when titanium gets hot, it has that coloring. So, uh, Rob Metzger, ever heard of Rob Metzger? <laughs> do you talk about hours and prices on these bikes? Only uh, if they're for sale, if they're for sale, we do. Rob, <laughs> are you, are you in the market, or you just just send yours in? Put a little asterisk next to the for sale part. We'll leave that out, and then we'll just drop it in subtly. But no, these aren't these. We're, trust me, we're not picking these off the classified ads. These guys, Rob, are sending it in to win a hundred dollar gift certificate from Taco Moto, and uh, this guy has spent thousands at Taco Moto, and I'm sitting there striving to say, like he's done everything, including getting himself in the picture. <laughs> And his buddy, and his well, it yeah, his buddy just got in the way, but he he got himself in the way. You know, he's going for the afternoon light and all that stuff, but just to walk into your own photo, mm-hmm. uh, this is the stuff. Take a I step ha- back. Then this zoom is the in. stuff I have to used to. I used to have to do this when somebody would say, "I want to be a uh, photographer for Dirt Rider magazine," and they'd send this photo. In. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> this is a this is a hell of a bike right here. <laughs> hell of a bike. It, is the suspension lowered? Mm, doesn't I don't think he mentions it. No, no. But I can't tell in the photo. There was also something about when you turned the handlebars away from the the camera. It's it's kind of like I don't know. It's 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 saying something. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. You, I'd rather turn them in. And uh, do you think he's hiding a discard? No, he is not because he actually <laughs> submitted two pictures. Oh, I picked this one because it was the side profile. And the other one, you can tell there's no front discard. The other one's just a head on? Yep, yep. Uh, I'm looking at it over on the screen over here just to verify. Oh, 
I want to go riding there. And he doesn't that look awesome? Yeah, look at well, look at the dirt caking up on the tire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a sign of either really good times or really bad times. Uh, I'm assume good times because everything else about this bike is clean, right? But indicating it, it, no tip it, over. It, it, might it might just be starting to rain in front of him oh. it's had those thunder showers then your wheels turn into donuts big giant donuts never happened to me before right. just heard stories but uh <laughs> oh yeah I, okay bike hard roost bike hard roost really hard roost yeah yeah because it's a 350 and i actually really like 350s well that's right you you're, you're big i'm i like 350s too mm-hmm I th- I think it roos. I'm I'm gonna give him a pass on the photo. I think it's it's okay. Yeah, Jason, where where are we at with this one? It looks like yeah. he's using a real camera though, doesn't it? Doesn't it look like he's putting a camera up to nah, his face. Nah, it looks like that's he's a, just holding his phone, phone sideways. Uh, okay. Yeah. What? Hey, I, I thought you said it was a 450. Isn't it a 450? Three 350. 2022 okay. 350 EXEF. Okay. All right. Well, no, 2017 350. Oh no no uh, no, that's the next one. That's the guy. What's oh, the next yeah. one? Yeah yeah. I realize he he put the he put his oh, year he, and model in the in the subject line of the of the oh, submission right okay so this guy I I know I know you're you're not pumped on his photography bike uh, positioning skills Jimmy uh, don't tell him he's, and, he's and your father in law <laughs> I'll, I'll give him I'll give him a pass on that uh-huh. but because it, that this picture this bike makes me want to ride like this guy's doing it. Right. Like this is a, this is a right. stuff, stuff I'm into. Like he has, he has all the right stuff. He's out in the middle of nowhere. He's with his buddies. Like it makes me want to ride. So yeah, I'm going, I'm going roost on this one for sure. Hey, are you, are you one of those wolf pack guys? Are you wolf pack? I'm not wolf pack. I, I'm wolf, a wolf enduro. I'm a solo. I'm a solo guy. So, okay. Just didn't know if you're the, cause I, no. I found a, I found a, I found a radio. And I clipped it on, and I thought I was going to magically be part of the wolf pack because I had a rate. I clipped it onto my thing, but I know I know those guys. They're 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 so so much about community and and that whole thing, and they they get some people really motivated to go places they shouldn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> good, and those this, guys are great. Those guys are are great people. I I know I know a bunch of them. Uh, I think it's good what they're doing for the off road community and kind of shed light on like the whole side of it. You don't have to be a racer, right? You go out, have fun and go ride with your buddies and, and, and right. just this, do all that this, shit. This reminds me of one of their bikes. Like, it, like, except it needs like a radio mount. Hey, does he have a Voyager Pro up in the handlebars too on this thing? Uh, it doesn't look like it. What's up in the hand? What's up in the handlebars in that thing? Uh, he did have a double take mirror. Oh, it's a folded down double take mirror. Could be. Well, no, it looking looks, at that photo again. It, it looks it, like, it a look like a Voyager, huh? It does. Yeah. Hey, how do I know this stuff? How do I just hone in on the sponsor products? Because oh, I'm a shell, a shill for all these well, companies. Th- this now hurts his submission. If that's a Trail Tech Voyager, then he didn't mention it. Oh no, you're not gonna give. You're not gonna dock him for. for well, it just went from hard roost to roost. I mean. Okay, okay. Oh, because you you were going more on his performance on his submission. You, I mean, you're soaked on the bike. Everything's good, yeah. but then the fact that he made a nice list. Didn't have any misspellings in it. It didn't require four emails on your side. Yep. You're, you're all happy. I'm. I'm. A, it's a roost. We'll just leave it at that. Leave the poor guy. Yeah. What Jason do we got Reese next is, uh, for you? Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm a, a, I'm a roost. roost. 
for hey, sure. Hey, we're, we're all, we're all in unison here on this show where there's no, it's not, it's not like bringing Ricky in here and he just goes against everything we think. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, this is one of those rare shows where everyone's in agreement on the, well, they're, they're, they're easy. Yeah. So this, this next one is a Tim uh, Wilkerson. I'm trying to get that photo of the line. There we go. This is, this is a wolf bike for sure. <laughs> oh, cause of the black. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, 20. this is, this is almost like you could almost, this is a twin of that other bike. It's like just a, it's like another bike in another location, but it's, I think it's the same bike when I just glance at it. All right. 2017 yeah. KTM 350 EXEF race tech tune suspension. Uh, our, our, our Kopi, exhaust. <laughs> no, no. He spelled it. So good wrong. job. Cooper. Look, look, how, look how he good. spelled it. Look how he's. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you a pass in that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me see what it's called. The, a cropri. A cropri. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. And, I, I and, had to look at the photo for a second. I'm like, oh, it's a Kropovich. A Kropovich. And, okay. And, 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 and right there it says, however you spell it. <laughs> okay. Seat concept seat, Dunlop, Dunlop 606s, Bridgestone heavy-duty tubes, Rudy Moto R7 with Moto-minded mount. Hey, Dylan, Dylan Howe, who just commented in the chat, he said, maybe next time my, my bike will make the cut. Almost all my stuff is from Taco Moto. I could use a $100 rebate. This isn't roost endo or get a $100 rebate. This is roost or endo or maybe for sale. And it's a it's a reward so you can spend more money at Takamoto like everybody should be doing. Well, I hear their uh, snorkel, their snorkel. The underwater uh, kit? Yeah, yeah. I, I hear it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Yeah, it's, in, I hear. it's in stock. Uh, After all these rains, they probably had time yeah, to test it. Yeah, according to the, according to the website, it's coming okay, soon. Okay, keep reading. All right, KTM factory Eurotune, emissions removed, high flow air filter, but reeds left installed, six day rims. Oh, that, that, that that's a smart move. In fact, uh, can I tell us, can I interrupt? Again? Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah. So I was out on the dry lake bed the other day, Jason, you might, and I, you, this might sound strange, but I was riding a Husaberg 570. Oh, wow. Uh, not my Husaberg. It was a Husaberg. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Husaberg <laughs> I bought from a guy back in Atlanta. And this thing was sent up to ride this thing called the Sandblast Rally, which is like high speed, um, big, wide sand roads. And these guys build a twin cylinder bikes off and win it. But so this guy built a Husaberg 570 and he did modifications to it. God knows why, but he wanted more power. So he put a high compression piston in it, uh, all the things, uh, ECU, um, air filter, uh, a pipe. It has, uh, what was that? What was the other thing? It had, it had uh, there's something else that I'm, that everybody does, but it doesn't have reeds to take out because, like, it would suck the reeds in, chew them up, and spit them out and go, I don't need those. Mm. That's what a Husaberg <laughs> would do. So it had everything done to it. And so I'm riding with my buddy who has a kind of 22-ish, 23. He has a KTM that's – he has some taco motor. He has a East – no, he he has a tuner, a JD tuner on it and all this stuff. And so I say, hey, let's go on the dry lake because it's, Mike, this Husaberg's not running just right. It's not, it's not as, so I go, let's do some roll-ons. So we did our third gear roll-ons. And after every single time we do a roll-on, he finally got one where he sat far enough up in the tank so he wasn't looping out. Mm -hmm. By the way, he was smoking me almost every time. On the 500. 500, No, the 500. No, the 570 was getting smoked. And then we went, then we ran it through the gears. Mm -hmm. And I know Wayne has done, he has a ProMotobilla end cap. That's basically a fuel tuner, ProMotobilla end cap reads in the bike his other buddy has the identical bike 
with the reeds out. And I was tying or beating the other guy. Mm-hmm. And Wayne, every single time, blew our doors off or almost looped. Reeds in. Okay? Mm-hmm. So case closed. <laughs> okay, so back to the back to it. Reeds are okay. Don't be scared of those things. Okay. So six day rims, taco mode of fork wrap turn signals, taco mode uh tidy tail, enduro engineering radiator braces slash guards, IMS overflow, coolant reservoir, boys and coolant pump, P3 carbon pipe guard, a Cherubis uh black plastics, a Cherubis 3.1 gallon fuel tank, taco mode of fuel filter, larger spro- rear sprocket slash front sp- uh stock front, dirt tricks, rocket washer, ODI. Rogue lock on grips, wrap around hand guards, double take mirrors, giant loop hand handlebar bag, Moscow Moto Reckless 10 bags. Dirt tricks sprocket wash. Oh, sprocket washer. <laughs> so I was thinking like, you know, wash like clean. Yeah, yeah like the a sprocket washer. No, it's actually it's actually a upgraded um, bevel washer that, that mm-hmm. goes on there to hold this. I know this because those actually do wear out and the dirt tricks ones are pretty good. Um like I said, this reminds me a lot of the of the other bike. It seems like they're kind of twins, except. Uh, no, the I like the other one more. You like the other one more? Yeah, yeah. I like this one because it's a KTM and it has a PDS suspension, sir. Uh, the both had PDS. Oh wait, that's right. I'm thinking of the one before. Oh, the the husky. The, the husky, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm thinking the oh wait, the okay. KTM more because th- this KTM, uh had uh, a Kropovich spelled wrong in its <laughs> details. Okay. How did he get six day <laughs> rims? Uh, probably from the same guy who gave him the crappie uh, exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, did it start out as a six day or just end up with six day rims or you got some hookup or like the guy that sold me the seats today and stuff had a really clean set of like warp nine wheels that he was like, willing to actually brand new i'm pretty sure oh what if it's just warp nine wheels but he switched the the nine upside down for six six warp six wheels yeah. which is yeah i don't know i don't know um i i like this bike i have no problems i kind of want to go riding there too i like the other place more oh the dirt looks a little bit wet there too and he's been riding through some puddles mm-hmm. i don't know if i i don't know would, would you go black on the handguards jason did you just keep the wolf wolf dark theme? I man, the black gets so hammered with the with the bushes. Oh, you know, it I, does. Yeah, so I, I would just I would put some graphics on it, maybe some sick graphics. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, the only thing that's kind of like bumming me out on this bike is the tires. I do not like those tires at all. What uh, what tires do we have? I didn't know. Oh, 606s. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, if you're going to log a lot of street miles, <laughs> those are good tires. Hey, better than the... TKC 80s? The stock ones, yeah. Better yeah. than the stock ones for sure. Uh, it, the bike's just not heavy heavy enough to make the, the 606 tires work. That that needs... To, that the, the 606 is the best tire you can put on the front of your XR650. Good on KLRs. Uh, actually, it'd yeah. be good on the KTM. It'd be good on the KLR. It'd be good on the uh, the KTM seven oh six ninety seven Husky seven oh ones. But yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, this one endos for me. <laughs> oh really? I'm giving it a roost. He's got a double take mirror, right? A crappie ruins it for me. Double take mirror. 
a crappie. <laughs> I'm going to crop this You're photo gonna, out of the show. Uh, this guy's going to hate on you, Matt. I'm oh, pretty okay. sure Tim Wilkerson's going to send you a little special email. No, he, actually, he was really nice in his <laughs> some, emails. Some hate, some hate mail. <laughs> He's really nice. Uh, I'm, I'm giving it a roost, Jason. Uh, I, I think because of his tire choice and his bike being too clean, I'm going to do an endo. Oh, Oh, oh man okay I, yeah. see, see how i take everything personal i'm like i'm like feeling like it's a threat it's a threat on me yeah yeah okay so we're up to the point in this uh, segment where how none of these bikes appear like they're for sale i don't think anybody's like you know no, no. none of these are going to go on on the auction block tomorrow definitely not but uh where 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 are we sitting with our hundred bucks? Well, where are you sitting with your hundred bucks as as the host of the show, the creator of the show? Uh, Michael Bellini, the Husky three hundred two stroke. Shit, I was actually going to say that too. Really? Oh, yeah. you, why? Do you want to argue some more? I was, I was hoping to argue a little bit, but it, it, could, it, it, it could, I like the photo. <laughs> I like the photo. It could, you know, he's been smart with his mods. There's no no no. No doubt in my mind that we give this guy this hundred bucks, mm-hmm. he's going to spend it on something useful and effective. He's not going to buy the snorkel kit, right, or a bunch of stickers. Well, like, look at that clutch cover. This bike is used but still kept clean. I can't see the clutch cover. The photo's not big enough. It's it's pretty. Zoom in on that clutch cover. Bring it up on the show. Come on, Matt. Do it, some magic. Uh, it's pretty easy. Yeah, Dylan, uh, next time your bike could make the cut, just uh, did you send it to – if you sent it to Matt, he probably has it. Uh, or if you commented on the Facebook post. I, I got these so fast I didn't even check the Facebook post. <laughs> That's how it works. Make it, easy, so, make it easy for Matt and then you win. Yeah, there we go. A crappie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can kind of see thing. how – you can see how worn up, how worn out that – and he, but he doesn't have oh he has wraparound handguards go to the side of the wraparound handguard if we can i want to see if that thing's all scratched up uh, we're, actually we're the, not getting this thing much bigger the distance yeah the distance of the photos doing this thing some help oh he's got the ball smasher tank too doesn't he look at that thing oh wow yeah that's a that's a that's that's, that's a knuckle <laughs> well it's still don't, a roost yeah good don't look at it any closer let's just give him the money and get yeah, out of here yeah jason <laughs> where, who, who has your vote for the hundred dollars uh the the KTM like the guy made me want to ride like I I want to go ride oh that's where I, I want to go okay. but oh. that KTM dude has like all the parts that you could want on his bike the Husky dude mm-hmm. he could use some parts he looks like he looks like he needs he needs some parts but the fact that he's only running tubeless on the rear like use this money to go get a tubeless on the front also right so your tubeless okay front so there. so we. S- we started off the show with a question. I'm going to throw this. It said tubeless or moose question mark. And I don't know if the guy was asking about the differences between that, but I see those as two completely separate things. Don't, don't you? Yes. But like, like what? So I, I always, I always kind of in the beginning, like I, 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 you know, right when tubeless came out and the first version of tubeless really had some problems. There was some ceiling issues and some other stuff. The version two, which didn't take that long to come out because like, if you really knew what you were doing, you could get tubeless one to work, but he changed some stuff with the ceiling and everything like that. And so everybody could get it to work. And, and so I kind of, I, I spent a lot of time getting tubeless one to work 
And then it was a little sour on it. And so I'm like, I don't need the extra hassle. I don't have any problems with tubes. I'm not smashing rocks and I don't really want to run that low of pressure. So, so my question to you is sort of like, do you, do you, do you, do you ever use tubeless? Uh, yes. So I, it's funny because I currently run heavy duty tubes at, you know, a, a mild PSI, like a 12 or something, 10. Right. Right. Like I keep it cause I, I'm not looking for maximum traction. I'm just looking to get where I'm going. Uh, right. the, the tubeless is a very interesting system. I think that it, it handles a variety of situations very well. Right. Um, where like the, the moose, the moose is interesting cause I've, I've used it with desert. I've used it with, right. uh, like SRA GP or like the 24 hour where you're riding track and, you know, done some, some of the off-road stuff, some of the moto stuff. And the, the moose is very interesting because it just like, why like floats, like it, ha- it doesn't have this direct drive. It kind of like moves around a little bit where I feel like, so, like so the, 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 the moose you're, you're feeling the moose wallow. Yeah. Yeah. We're like the tubeless. You can, you can dial it in a little bit more to where you can hit all of these different things and have the optimal setting. Right. Because you can change that. So you can, that's it. That's good. So, so with the tubeless, you can externally change the pressure so you can change the characteristic of the thing. It, it, you know, so you can, you can add pressure if you want it to work one way and you can take it out where once you've got a moose in there, you had to put a whole different moose in there to get a different pressure thing and and so for me it's like okay so that aside like the way i the reason i use moose is for no failures i want to have a a no failure system and i understand yeah if i'm going down to baja and doing high speeds there's the potential for failure and i know how to set it up so that won't happen that's expensive and (laughs) requires having new mooses and things but you go with tubeless so I, I've never really been convinced that tubeless is that much better than a, a good – and I don't run the heavy-duty tubes. I run what we call medium tubes. So I run Kenda's, Kenda's medium uh, thickness tube. It's called their tough tube, but it's not – they have an ultra-thick tube, kind of like that Bridgestone tube that some people run, which mm-hmm. to me, I haven't noticed. In, even in my racing, we used to run uh, – I was sponsored by Metzler and Pirelli at different times. We used to run their – medium and heavy tubes at different times. And I never noticed a difference in pinch flats once you went up from a thin motocross style tube to a medium tube. So I can run a medium tube and do everything I can do with tubeless versus, you know, investing this tubeless thing that has like, you know, if a thorn goes in it, it's going to, it's going to leak just like a tube would. And then, yeah, that's the, that's the, the weird part, you know. It's like you're you're having to prepare for these different situations based on that setup. So then you would have to bring those little those little tire plugs, plugs the plugs that you run in there, like a street bike, which which are way easier. And trust me, they're way easier out on the trail to plug your tire if you get a if you get a a, a small you know leak. It's really easy to plug your tire as opposed to take it off and put a tube in it. And I think that's the advantage. And, and if you run slime or like stands or something in your thing, as long as it's not a big slash, the big slash is like the end all for the tubeless. And the reason why I think most people run tubeless because they want to run really, really low tire pressure, which you can with a tubeless, but that makes it prone to 
really slashing it on a rock on the, you know, rock to rim to smash the tire. So it's a, it's that it's, I think it's a never ending debate. <laughs> it's just like uh, adventure bike tires, right? <laughs> oh, uh, Ken to big blocks. I, I just run Ken to big blocks all the time on whatever comes stock, whether it's a tube or it's a tubeless, I just run them. Right, and, right. Uh, and, and then if I, I have a, if it's a, if it's a tube, actually, even if it's a tubeless system, I still carry a tube to get me out of the problem. But if it's tubeless, I just carry patches. So it's the same sort of tube and tubeless. It's not tube list. Like we're talking for the dirt bikes, which is a system made by, uh, nitro moose the same company that makes the nitro moose they uh they make these things so it, here's a whole nother thing have you heard about have you heard about running a tubeless tire system in conjunction with the moose with nitrogen pumped into the tire you heard about this okay so a moose next next level a so moose think, with so, a tubeless and then nitrogen so, so it's a, it, it depends on how you, some people actually put the tubeless system in as a, you know, they, they, they get, they get the moose and the tubeless system in, but some people just seal it like a tubeless, like an adventure bike rim and have right. a moose in there. So the moose is like a run flat. The air pressure kind of ke- keeps the heat from getting to the moose. And if you get a flat, you hardly even notice it for the most part. Cause then it starts running on the moose. Oh, that's a, that's cool. It's like a, it's heavy. It's a little heavier, uh, but it's that full on, you know, like next level. And I think for some racing applications, this is a, this could be a thing. Like I was literally thinking like, shoot, the Dakar guys should be running this on the marathon stages. They should have a setup like this to just give that moose that little bit of extra life so they can run it hard. And then, you know, the next day they can, if they want to, they can bleed the pressure out of it and let it down. Or maybe it bleeds out on its own. Who knows? But there's there's some really smart people that always think one step ahead. So this is where things are at. You heard about it on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just dropping bombs of uh, secret information. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of bombs, is there any uh, products we want to drop? Oh yeah. Uh, f- by the way, Michael, uh, congrats and just reach out to me. What oh, you set up? Yeah, for winning the uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday Taco Moto Rooster Endo. Segment award, hundred dollar gift certificate. Yep. Uh, what should we do for a product? Well, you you're it. you're a fox guy, right? Your fox gear. Two. Jason. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I talk about climb gear? You can. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I I, I do my thing. You, you do your thing. <laughs> you t- hey, the fox makes some pretty cool stuff. I I just I just I see somehow you're always seem to be associated or doing stuff with fox. And, uh, I mean, I just, I, I just noticed that, but as I was, I got a couple of the little products, product of the week, we call it here. It's brought to you by Boltproof Designs, right? Yeah. Currently? Yeah. As long as the check clears? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, actually, we're going to talk about another one of our sponsors because I was really, I'm really, really happy that I get to wear climb gear because when, hey, when the weather turns ugly, climbs good stuff, right, Jason? Oh, Yeah. Can't say anything. You have to go quiet. <laughs> no, yeah. just this. So these are inversion gloves. They're uh, they have a so since they're a snow machine company primarily. Talk about guys that know how to. And when they talk snow machine, it's not like cruising to the to the next bar on a snowmobile. These guys are out doing gnarly stuff, and so they're working on the snow machines. They're not just trying to stay warm, but of course you need to be 
Hey, Michael Bellini's in the chat and he's woohoo in it. Yep, he's excited. He's stoked. Good job. I mean, yeah, that's a good good bike. I bring it over to my house. I'll ride it for a little while. <laughs> um, so the inversion glove, and this is the the heavier version. This is the I think the inversion pro, and then there's the regular inversion. There's probably nothing more miserable than riding around with cold hands and fingers. Mm -hmm. And I think I talked about, like last time I said I went riding and I was wearing the inversion, super awesome. Like I just wanted to bring them on and tell you that these are like, I don't like thick, heavy gloves. And these are just close to the point where they get a little bit too thick, like the inversion pro. It's just, it has a little bit of insulation and stuff in there. So it, it makes it difficult to get a really good feel for the levers and controls. But the, in the regular inversion glove is thinner and super nice. So comes highly recommended. They're not cheap. What, how how old do you think the gloves that I loaned you the other day were? Pretty old. Yeah. Like five or six years at least. Yeah, and you how much I ride, right? A lot, yeah. Yeah, and they're and and I use them like gardening gloves sometimes when they're in, you know, different things. We work on trails. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so heavily they, they're they're super uh wear resistant. And they fit, Jason, almost almost as good as fox gloves. And you if you've worn a lot of different gloves, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, the fit finish. No, but I've worn I've worn some uh, some climb stuff too uh, for adventure bike, and they got it figured out. Yeah, they 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 spend a lot of time doing testing and R and D, and like I said, when they when they talk when they start talking about cold stuff, I'm I guarantee you I'm like just very small on the scale of input. They have guys that really know how to ride aggressively when it's really cold, and then not not freeze and not overheat. And that's kind of important, especially when you're talking about something like this. And that's where that, that that's why they have so many different levels of, you know, warmth controlling gear and gloves. Um, the whole inversion layer, it's it's a layering system that that works pretty well. But do you like the do you like the gloves? Keep your keep your little digits warm when you're riding out to the sand track. They definitely weren't uh, sized for me. Oh, uh, so I actually ended up wearing gloves underneath them. And yeah, they're pretty there's, good. There's no way your hand is smaller than this. Thing. No, 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 not not lengthwise, but your oh. fingers are a lot, lot uh, short and stubby. I like to say, yeah. <laughs> my fingers are a lot skinnier. Yeah, larga e duro, <laughs> <laughs> long and hard. Not mine. <laughs> so, okay, uh, we're applying to Aaron. He said tubeless makes a rim warp, rim wrap. Oh, use three millimeter. Okay, here. So now they're, the the chat is going nuts right now talking about that, how to make a tubeless system. Have you ever done this? Have you ever made a, um, a, a tubeless wheel out of a spoked rim? Oh, yeah, like Harleys and, and uh, you know, even mountain like bikes. Like BMWs. So, yeah, like, yeah, bikes like mountain and bikes and stuff. So, so, they, so yeah. you know, they, they have different systems and ways of doing it. Like the one – okay, so I'll, I'll tell you uh, – how to how to how i do it what what i do because i've i've made some i've had some wheels spoked up for adventure bikes and i wanted to keep them tubeless and so i get it's not cheap but you can get it at home depot it's the it's the it's like the caulking that they use on rain gutters so it's really water resistant it's 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 really sticky but it kind of it it stays pretty flexible and you basically put a lot of that down in the rim dish and then you wrap around, you know, a, a thick uh, duct tape. But what's even better than duct tape, the problem is, is that is the adventure bike rims are kind of wide. So you need a duct tape width wrap where there's the other stuff 
that uh, a lot of the companies, it's that stretch to stick um, kind of adhesive tape. Have you ever used that before? It's like a plumbing application. So I always carry some in my in my fanny pack, and it's it's a it's basically when you stretch it and touch it to itself, it sticks. Like it, when it's it's compacted, it doesn't, and it has like a plastic film in between it, so it doesn't stick together when you carry it. But if you can use that, if it was that thick, and it's this, and it, and then it kind of it forms to like a kind of a much once it's stretched and it sticks, it makes itself kind of harder. So anyways, between, you know, some way of using this, this, uh, you know, waterproofing slash airproof membrane and, and a, and a wrap around it that's really tight, you can literally turn a, a, a tube style rim into a tubeless, but it's not, it's not tubeless because the tubeless system, actually, when you blow it up, it also holds the bead of the tire against the rim from coming off. That's why you can run at low pressures. But if you're if you're going to stuff that mousse in there, this way you can have an air chamber in there using the tire, and you know that way. And then I use a I use a valve core. Um, sometimes I'll use one off a tube that's that I've cut out of a tube, or you just you know you can buy a, a, a rubber mashed so it it seals up the the valve hole valve stem hole, and you can also put like double rim locks. If you have a second rim lock, you can just put another. Instead of a rim lock in there, you can put in a second uh, Schrader valve and seal up your your whole rim mm -hmm. and then put pressure in there. Rescue tape, Mark Daniels. That's it. Yeah, roof sealing tape is what we're getting here. This is where this <laughs> is where the chat is super awesome. They kind of throw in some uh, things. People <laughs> it's a complicus complicated system to set up. This is true. And and it takes different things because I've I've just thrown a moose into an adventure bike tire just and it uh, when I got a flat tire it didn't take it very long to light on fire let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> you you don't want to put you don't want to put four hundred pounds going down the freeway uh, when you get a slow leak onto a it, it, it like it was it was run flat momentarily then start smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Danger. Aren't they? Aren't they supposed to come out with? Uh, or aren't they testing some adventure uh, moose inserts? Uh, people have been trying it, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. It's you know, no. When so when when I was racing with BMW, of course, I was riding an adventure sized motorcycle, although it was quite a bit lighter, and we were going. We'll call it adventure speeds. But never – the thing is, as on the dirt, you're always moving around and it's 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 not building that super hot spot right on the center knobs or center tread. Because you think about the way, you know, when you when you start riding – and you can see this if you, you know, if you have some tires, sometimes they rub your uh, mud flap on your, on your dirt bike. You know, your tire gets stretched out and it rubs the mud flap sort of a thing. Well, that's what a tire does. It kind of stretches out and it – and it eventually just builds this one little hot spot, like right on the, on the center of the tread. And so there's a, there's a lot of heat that gets developed in that because it's, it's kind of always slipping. It's always like scratching the ground. So there's a lot of stuff going on that uh, you got to be careful of. So yeah, adventure bikes and a bib moose, no bueno, says Mark Daniels. Um, that's where I think that's where we're at on the whole thing. You might be able to get away with one on the front for a little while, 
but uh, yeah. I think we're still in the air zone for that. It so seems Jason, sketchy. I, <laughs> yeah. There's dumb people like me that'll keep trying this stuff. You know, somebody will send me something and say, Hey, give this a give this a shot. I'm like, yeah, I'll take an ex a fire extinguisher. <laughs> so I want to thank you for uh, coming on. It's been uh good times over the years. Uh hey, how did how did I remember last time I was at your house down in Southern California? You had a lot of built bike builds going on. Did you ever complete those things? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh my I had a seventy one C V seven fifty, uh kind of like brat style, like that finished that thing. Um I had uh I sold I had a, a two thousand three XR six fifty L that I did like a full teardown and rebuild and put XR six hundred parts and annex six fifty parts and all kinds of crazy shit. Um I just recently sold that one. Uh I sold a couple couple other uh, vintage bikes before I moved up here, but I still have my I have a sixty eight shovel head. Uh, and then oh, I, have okay. a, I have a 76, uh, KZ 900, uh, the LTD model. So, um, those ones are, are keepers, not getting rid of those. Um, but you know, still, yeah, I still, if I can find, if I can find the right bike, right. Like I'll, I'll go and buy it. You know, like I like all the stuff from the seventies. Um, you know, it's all that stuff. Super cool. Like I just built like a XR, was it, is it that XL three fifty? Yeah, XL three three fifty, like a seventy eight or something. Uh, Did it I have just, a twenty three inch front wheel? It wasn't the twenty three. It was a, it was the twenty one. <laughs> That's twenty three. That was the, cool. Yeah. That was the XL five hundred. I, I have a, I have a picture up at our cabin. My buddy Dave Donatoni clicking the biggest decoster. We want to call it a cross up. He did a decoster on that thing. The, the twenty three front is just blaring and it's like that's the one thing i'm like 23 inch front wheel because they said that was going to be the thing <laughs> back in the day so don't think uh next year when some motocross team starts running 23 inch front wheels to get over the hoops a little bit better don't think it's brand new technology <laughs> they're gonna start running the 20s again yeah oh i remember that <laughs> nightmare that was that was crazy uh well awesome uh so and you said cr250 earlier that's two stroke right yeah, yeah, the 03 CR 252 stroke, man. 03. Uh, so yeah. still mechanical power valve? Yep. Or no. Power no, jet in the carburetor? Or no? no, it's the it's, it's the RC valve. power valve. It's RC valve. RC. Um, How's the bog? So it, I have I have different jetting, different needle, like the, you know, the whole nine we'll in that the, in the stock We'll call carb. it the Eric Krippa set, Eric Krippa setup. No, it really is. It it, tr it truly is. Like I looked it up when I was still there, right? So, uh, oh, I'm, I'm totally responsible for ninety percent of the testing on that because those those guys they got smart and they put some sort of traction control in the damn ECU. So when you come out of a turn, you want to launch out of a double jump and you you need to spin it up the face of the jump and and load the tire. Well, once you start spinning, it like slams that power valve down, and it bog. It feels like a bog. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's fun to ride. I mean, I have like have an exhaust. It's all stock motor or whatever, but um, good right. suspension and and whatnot. But it, it's fun. It's just I don't know. Maybe maybe I like the four fifties better. But it's like I'm, I don't uh, know. I'm not. I have a two. That's why that's why I have a YZ one twenty five out in the garage. I still ride it quite a bit. <laughs> well, that YZ one twenty five is a whole another whole another deal. Like that bike is is super super fun. Like that's, yeah. that's the bike. 
right? I had a couple yeah. of those over the years and that that's a fun bike to have in the stable and just go rip some, some wet dirt motos for sure. Right. I, I wore the carb out on mine. So anyways, Matt has fallen asleep again, it's past his bedtime. So that means it's time to shut the show down. I'd really, really appreciate you coming on, Jason. Good to talk to you again. I'm sure we will ride again in the near future. Let me know when I can ride one of those Can-Am electrical bikes. I know some, I know some guys in the development business that can ride and not talk about stuff. Yeah, no, I, uh, you're, you're on the list for the electric bike deal. And then, uh, man, we'll get you on one of those rallies out in the, uh, out in the lake beds. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Matt, for, Mm -hmm. uh, staying awake and thanks everybody for joining in on the show. Remember comment, like subscribe, do whatever you can do. And we will, uh, see you out on the trail possibly next week. See ya. Cheers.